And you have a problem because the last guy that punched me has a dent in his forehead. About the size of my pinky ring. And he dribbles when he smiles. Grab your stuff. Listen one last time. I'm not going anywhere with you! Welcome to Flick Flops, the podcast where we talk about movies and stuff. This episode, we're going Dutch and discussing the 1991 comedy starring Ed O'Neill, Joe Beth Williams, and Ethan Embry. Really? Written by John Hughes, this film involves a working class guy who picks up his girlfriend's imp of a son from prep school to bring him home for Thanksgiving. Did we gobble this film up or is it a real turkey? We'll tell you our thoughts on Flickety Flops. Oh, Gary. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's sad when your opening intro pun is funnier than the movie itself. <laughs> it's funny than the entire spoiler entire. alert before I give you my review of it. <laughs> let's go backwards. <laughs> uh, let's, um, well, let's, let's do this and be, let's just see if we can get this over with. Uh, I have some numbers for you, Gary. Oh, I can't wait. Dutch, of course, as you mentioned, was a, a 1991 film written by the great John Hughes himself. <sighs> That's what he pretends. Uh, budget for this thing. Well, hold on. Rotten Tomatoes, I'm sorry. We had this thing sitting at 17 uh, with the critics and six with the audience. One is being awfully generous. I, I missed that. It, it sounded like the audio cut out. 17 with the critics. 63 with the audience, and I said one of those is being awfully generous with their review or critics yeah. uh, response, and I'm going to say it was the audience. 17 was, I'll say fair. Uh, the budget for this thing was $17 million. Wow. Luckily, the box office made it back, didn't, made back only $4.6 million. <laughs> Written by the great John Hughes, as we said earlier. John Hughes is a freaking legend for the uh, teenage 80s kids. Uh, directed by a, a gentleman named Peter Feynman. Um, let's, let's move on to our uh, reviews and the ratings, and then we can discuss. Okay. So, Gary, I'm going to give this... Uh, oh, let me find my number here. He's coming hot out of the gate. Here it comes. Oh, yeah. Better get mine going. Interesting. Okay. I give it three. What say you, Gary? Uh, let me just check. I have to consult my notes. My note, I need to make sure I hit the right. Oh, there it is. Okay. Uh, this would be mine here. That would be yeah. four, four TPs. So <clears throat> I wanted to go. I was a little generous with it. I only gave him three. Only, uh, uh, that's John Hughes. I was going to say, out just of, for the name of John Hughes, out of respect. Out of pure respect for the great John Hughes. Now, my my note on this is very simple. Uh, clearly, this is not Hughes's best work by a long shot, and we can, we can all agree on that. I think even the critics and the audience would agree with that. Uh, this film is as formulaic as it is boring. I love most of John Hughes's work. This should have been credited to Alan Smithy. <laughs> 
Nice. Look it up. Nice. Gary will put something in the bottom here referencing that. That's funny. Uh, what else says Hughes is best known for writing Mr. Mom, Vacation, 16 Candles, Weird Science, The Breakfast Club, Pretty in Pink, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, and Some Kind of Wonderful, just to name a few. This man was a staple in the 80s. And then I guess grunge hit, and this happened. <laughs> Gary, um, this film was... Uh, I mean, you and I were talking back and forth. Uh, I, it, give your give your thoughts, and we'll come back. I, I don't I, I, this I, shocked I, me. <clears throat> yeah, and you know, I did. I remember that I did watch it when it came out to video back then. God bless you. But I don't remember a, a, a thing about it. Which, uh, unlike planes, trains, and automobiles, which is a seminal holiday <laughs> classic. And, you know, we sh- we'll bring all, not really, but just that kind of staple of movies that you said in just yeah. a moment. But I wrote, this film aspires to echo the enchantment of John Hughes's classic movies, like the ones you just discussed, yet somehow only manages to highlight the less memorable parts of his collection of work. Oh. The actors do a commendable job with the material provided. However, the film's narrative su- struggles with the character development of Doyle, the son, who remains unchanged until the film's concluding moments. In contrast, Dutch, portrayed by Ed O'Neill, is intended to be a stabilizing force, and he ends up being the target of humor throughout the film. This repetitive approach undermines the role as the grounded everyman and instead reduces the impact of the lessons that he's meant to impart. Despite a few comedic moments, the film often feels tedious and lacks character progression, culminating in a predictable finale that's pulled across the finish line only at the last moment. Um in it, discussing those other films that you mentioned, I almost—I mean, I almost put in my notes: Is this just all of the discarded moments from all of his other films tried to put together into one movie? Because <laughs> it I, feels like it feels like there's so much that you could kind of draw a contrast, like with with some of his other movies. Yeah, but none of the good moments. Almost every moment in the movie is horrible. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this was if if you're using your your little analogy that this is the stuff that got cut, ideas that got scrapped. Yeah, and they should have stayed scrapped. Yeah, I mean, look, this is uh, again saying this from a huge John Hughes fan, and you've known that you and I both our whole lives. I mean, John Hughes. It seemed like in the '80s, and we were both teenagers in the '80s. It seemed like John Hughes was speaking to us through his films. I mean, The Breakfast Club was us, was all of us. Uh, we all had that awkwardness of some kind of wonderful where you 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 felt like ducky because you you are pretty in pink. I mean, sorry, you, you, there was a girl that you crushed on and she didn't know who you were. You know, that, we all had that in Dutch. I mean, I'm sorry. I, as I told you when I was talking to you, watching this is that um, I like Ed O'Neill. Yeah, but this here, this Ed O'Neill here, all this is is this is just Al Bundy. I can't unsee Al Bundy when I watch this film, and that's unfortunate for him because I think Ed O'Neill's a really good actor. It's just yeah. all I saw was him acting as Ed Bundy with a punk brat of a kid. Yeah. And it just, I, I didn't find myself rooting for anybody, and I wanted to so bad. I wasn't even rooting for Bundy at the, towards the end. I was like, I don't even care. Yeah, that's kind of how I got too. I, I just don't like, care. Well, he's the butt of the joke the entire time. You keep, you keep wanting this. This little brat kid has to have this comeuppance. That never really happens because every time Dutch, who is Ed O'Neill's character, tries to, you know, try to teach this kid some sort of lesson, he always ends up becoming the butt of the joke. And to me, there's just 
you've got an inept character and a and a little asshole. And yes, need to root on. <laughs> yeah, know? I didn't want any of either one of them to be successful. I was like, this is just not working for me. Yeah. Um. So I am. I hate to say that. I'm so sorry because uh. Now again, now we can go through John Hughes's entire catalog. He's got his, his share of misses, but his 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 home runs are freaking home runs. His yeah. when he makes a great movie. It's like Babe Ruth pointing to the outfield, then hitting the ball. Like I, I'm going to show you how great I can make a movie, and he does. He's yeah. a legend for a reason. This this here is not like I said. Just refer to Alan Smithy, and you will see what I'm saying about this film. Yeah. Well, I think all they had to hang their hat on with this movie for marketing purposes was probably this is John Hughes written film, yes. and uh, but it, they, even that didn't save it. So. It was like it, it felt like another bite of the apple of planes and trains, and it just <clears throat> yeah. Listen, you, you it, it that film was really darn near a perfect holiday film, right? This this just leave it alone, but. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're we're not the Hollywood types. We're not the people that greenlight stuff. So clearly, they don't. And I'm I'm sure they probably thought it was going to be a major hit. Yeah, I don't know how after seeing dailies on it, I can't well, imagine I, them watching dailies and thinking thing. like this is awesome. You gotta <laughs> like, imagine watching this, somebody's gonna be going, "Oh my god, like, this is garbage." Uh, maybe it was because they were just still snorting <laughs> mounds of cocaine before they. Sign maybe up. I will say this. I you know I've seen that poster before of the one that's behind me. I've seen yeah. both of them, but I've seen the one behind me before, and it never dawned on me that that was Ethan Embry. And even in the film, he goes by Ethan Randall. And now, Why like, would I know Ethan Embry? Okay, so I was going to ask you if you if you recognize that name or not. So um, let me look up some of Because I know you movies. said that, and I'm like, that name is striking the bell with me, but I can't. I recognize him from a bunch of stuff, but it's like, okay, what? What can I name that he's been in? Okay, yeah, I can't so, pull it out while, I'm, while you're just saying his name. So he has been in. Let's look for stuff that's. Um, uh, I don't know if you've ever watched Sneaky Pete. That's a great show that was. Uh, I've started it and then never finished it. He was in a movie Timeline. He was in. Um, still looking, Sweet Home Alabama. Okay. Um, that. There was that TV series Freaky Links. Don't expect you to remember that. Disturbing Behavior, mm. Prophecy 2. Oh, the, here you go. This is the perfect one to remember him from. Vegas Vacation, he played Rusty Griswold in that one. Uh, that's probably the first time. Oh, no, he was also at Empire Records. Um, oh, okay. <clears throat> I think so, it's hard to see who it is. It, you're getting back further when he was younger at that point. But um, when he played Rusty Griswold, I think that's the one that really stuck in my mind. Uh, because of how you know they changed that actor, yeah, three times or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, anyway, um, I, it's just one of those guys that just one of those actors that just stuck in my head. However, not even recognizing him at all yeah. uh, in this film because he's so much younger. But anyway, yeah. that's just one of those asides. I will say there was one some one person in that show I had to look up because I'm as I'm watching it. There's those two girls that they picked that picked them yeah. up. And the one in the back seat with Doyle, I was like, yeah. she looks super familiar. What in the heck is she from? And she was one of the daughters on Kate and Alley. Wow. That. That, uh, I did not. I mean, I remember the show. I never watched it. So, oh, and I'm just, I'm, <laughs> I'm not doing a very good job of, uh, <laughs> 
of uh, your obscure references are actually obscure. <laughs> are super obscure on uh, honestly, yeah. they're not obscure in an ironic way. They're obscure like because nobody knows what you're talking. It's obscure in a, in a way that like everybody watching is go- well. Maybe all, like me referencing all three two- or four of you people watching are like, yeah, I don't know what he's talking about either. <laughs> like me, me referencing two forty Robert. You big like, what? Yeah, yeah, well, that was a show. Yeah. We're still skeptical of that, but I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm uh, sure if I watched 240 Robert now, it'd be horrible. But uh, as far as any other notes on this movie, I mean, I think we've pretty much said it all. I yeah, I got nothing. I mean, we can uh, we can go ahead and just wrap this one up. I've got nothing on this. It, it just it was a. I think my three poops was being generous. I do too. I and I feel like I I didn't want to give it a full five personally I, I, because I of the John Hughes thing. <laughs> You know, like, it was almost like I just don't want to soil his name. I, I mean, with five T. I can't think of anybody that I would recommend this film to, which that would be kind of our benchmark for a five, a five rating. Yeah, and just to remind everybody, the more you have in our yeah. rating system, the the, yeah, we, the worse. We skipped over all that. So the whole point is that you know, four TPs, three poos. Think of it as re- in reverse, like yeah. giving it two stars, or in my case, a one star. Out of five, you know, not not good. It's like golf. You want a lower score, not a higher score. Yeah, because and we're 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 flick flopping our rating system. We're flop flicking or whatever. Uh, Festival of Fun <laughs> Films coming up soon in December. Yes. Hey guys, the flick flops festive film fest of fun. There it is. Yeah, that's gonna alliteration, roll off. baby. That's gonna roll right off the top. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Please like, comment, subscribe. Do you remember seeing Dutch? If you want to see it again, just because the reminiscing of the Thanksgiving, blah, 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 that don't even bother. Watch see, watch trains and automobiles. Do, do what he says. Yeah. Go watch planes, trains. Watch this instead. <laughs> yes. Watch that. Way watch that instead. Yes, for sure. Thanks, everybody. Bye. 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 This has been a Touch of Madness production brought to you by the creative minds at Tommy Twins Media.